Hi, Nick. <laughs> Hi, Caleb. <laughs> we just, we usually do like a little clap at the beginning, and this time we tried to clap like in a patty cake style together, and it was uh, very lackluster and bad. <laughs> and I, <laughs> uh, I mean, we did all right, mm-hmm. but it was a, it was definitely a change of pace that yeah. I was not ready for. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, have you ever, uh, have you ever done anything on the internet? before <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> you go to links and web pages yeah i've been to i've been to hyperspaces and um and double urls yeah there's yeah. been this weird thing lately where uh oh, god the internet's not doing exactly what i want it to do in what way most of the time it's working fine and then sometimes it's sending me to websites that i don't want to go to well let's troubleshoot that yeah. did you try well here double clicking your router <laughs> well i'm on my phone so that's an interesting okay i don't know if i can do okay. that okay but i'm t- so on Google, for example, mm-hmm. like, here, I'll just go through some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right? Tell me what. Describe to me the problem, then I'll probably tell you the solution. I'll just, I'll just search some of the stuff that I always search about, Still and right then here. let you know whether it works. Yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And I'm just looking over your shoulder. You know, I'm just gazing down at the screen. Yeah, and I've got my, I've got my, my one of my index finger and my thumb are cupping the bottom of my chin, sort of thoughtfully. Yeah, you look very smart. Kind like of that. going, hmm. Yeah. Show me where it hurts. That's what Show me where the internet hurts. That's one of your smartest looks. I'm I see you do that and I'm ready for you to perform an examination on the internet. <laughs> internet internet doctor. Dr. Bits and Bites is here to solve your problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dr. Benson Bits and Bites. So I'm gonna I'm gonna search like uh like delicious mm. rice. <laughs> That's yeah. one of those things that I Google all yeah, the time. Yeah. So I searched delici- delicious rice mm-hmm. and it sends me directly to a series of really great pages. Rice recipes that aren't boring. Perfect rice. Recipes. Uh, very good recipes. Easy yeah. vegan fried rice. I can click any of these links and they all work fine. Okay. Okay. It seems normal. Yeah. Um, and then I can type in like skeleton boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And that one sends me to, you know, there's like some Undertale yeah. fan stuff. There's a, a picture of people like holding skeletons. Good, just um, like your normal, like the share zone and kind of like normal, normal skeleton boyfriends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a dating website specifically for skeletons that I didn't know about that I'm going to have to look at. Oh, now that's looking very good. But very see, the promising. weird thing uh-huh. is that there's one thing that always doesn't work out because everything looks fine so far yeah like, most i don't of the time, see any problems most of the time the internet sends me directly where i want to go yeah the weird thing though is that sonic redirects <laughs> whoa uh, uh. <laughs> you're so proud of that no i'm not is like is it, is it sonic redirects yeah that's what we're going for yes <laughs> accidentally overpronounce it because it's a podcast. It's 
<laughs> yeah, the, the joke there was that Sonic Reader Rex. Sonic oh. Reader Rex. Mm-hmm. Well, hi, everybody. Hello. We, we have already been laughing so hard as we watch this episode of Sonic X. Oh my gosh! That like I think I think um I'm I'm a, I'm wondering if our humors are broken. This is one for the ages because episode six of Sonic X. Yeah, all four humors. The 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 Billy Rubin. The the <laughs> great right off the bat. That's exactly right. The Billy Rubin. The Billy Rubin. The Gumption. The yellow one. The yellow one, and the blue one. Snot. <laughs> yeah, the blue one. Billy Rubin. Gumption, the yellow one, one and snot. snot. Yeah, those are um, the four humors. The four humors, as as outlined in mm-hmm. Plato's uh, treatise. Yeah, and I can tell that our humors are a little low because I have a really good sense of humors. <laughs> I cannot handle this. Someone I help. am dying. Someone help me, please. Send help to me. My location. Beep beep beep. <laughs> uh, Nick has pulled out a uh, an antenna. He's now <laughs> delivering his GPS coordinates. There are visible waves coming off of it as mm-hmm. as I'm broadcasting my position to send help please. this episode will be going up on monday oh. but uh if you remember the news story from thursday then <laughs> of a man begging everyone on all major news channels to come and save him that was us <laughs> that was us you find hey that's what i look like yeah um distraught um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is one for the ages. Somebody opened up the Library of Congress and put this particular episode of Sonic X right up in there. Yeah, this is uh, what like the first thing you see if you go to the Library of Congress mm-hmm. in the like hollow tube that they have at the beginning, where you can sometimes see a globe and you sometimes see like Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, if I ever get to go to visit the Pope, I'm gonna give him this episode of Sonic X. I think. What would you put it on? Would you put it on a CD or would you put it on a on a like a USB drive attached to a graduation hat? Oh. <laughs> Oh, I would spring for Blu-ray. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would yeah, definitely. Gonna, I wouldn't gonna, just get like a regular. You gotta CD. treat the Pope right. Yeah, you gotta treat Sonic right, and you gotta treat the Pope right. Mm, do you remember that guy who gave the Pope Undertale? That's what I was thinking about. No, mm-hmm. that really happened. Yeah, somebody. I think it must have been like a Let's Player. I don't remember who it was. Gave the Pope. The it Pope must Undertale. It must have worked because the Pope seems a lot cooler lately. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's been doing a lot. He's been uh, really analyzing the RPG. Little narrative dissonance. Yeah, he's been doing good work on whether the way we play interfaces with the way that we pray. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, that's gonna! I would love to read that book. <laughs> I would read. I would read two minutes of that book. Pray time. Pray time. Pray time's pray, over. Pray time's over. Uh, how sto- video games have how, ruined religion. <laughs> how the class pans of prayer have had a uh, have had a three way with a Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember when you're praying, always leave room for Game Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we doing? Sonic the Hedgehog. We're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. We're talking about Sonic X. We're talking about the Sonic X episode. This podcast is called Your Two Show. Oh, this podcast is called Your Two Show. Yeah. I'm Caleb Zane Hewitt. I'm Nick Splendor. And we're talking about Sonic X. We're talking only about Sonic X. Episode six. What's it called? Um, Teacher. Teacher Clash. Robot. Robo Battle. Got him. What happens in this episode? Teacher Clash Robo Battle got, got him. My favorite episode of Sonic X. I'm going to sum this one up pretty quick because there's so much to talk about. And there's but too the, much to talk about. Give us actual, a big picture. Yes. Zoom out. 40,000 feet. But the actual plot itself is pretty simple. Yeah. Robotnik decides that a good way to win over the world is to start at the child level and mm-hmm. uh, use propaganda. Mm-hmm. So he summons a teacher robot and sends it to Chris's school with the mission of teaching the kids to love Eggman. Yes. The robot gets distracted and instead 
teaches the kids to love him so by he, just being a good teacher. And becomes a very good teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eggman gets mad because he's being a good teacher instead of being a good propaganda machine. And so Eggman comes, uh, traps Chris at home, which makes Chris sad because his parents are finally home after months away. Yes. Uh, Sonic has to come and save Chris from this robot. They fight. Then Chris goes home and has dinner with his parents. Yeah, that's it. That's all that happens in this episode of Sonic X. And it's the best episode of Sonic X so far. It is the greatest one. I've said that a lot. I mean it this No, time. I've never said that. I and have. the tapes will reflect that. I, this is the best one so far. Yeah. For, to be honest, last episode I was like, take it or leave it. Maybe I could not watch Sonic X ever again. But now <laughs> I know that I have to watch every single episode. Because Gosh. if they can be this good... It's all good. Yeah, if they could be this good this fast, there's got to be better ones coming up. I mean, God, think of how how far we've come. Yeah. You know? You don't need a lot of context, too, so even if you haven't been watching Sonic X, if you have access to it or yeah. Hulu, you yeah. should go and watch this episode. If it's you episode know, six. It's so good. Yeah, it's on Hulu. If you know anything about Sonic, this is the one. Episode six, my God, give me a trophy that just says episode six on it. <laughs> I don't care what the topper is. You watched. It's got three blue columns, and it's just, like, (laughs) episode six. Yes, thank you, again. I'm going to watch it again after you leave. (laughs) I'll never leave. And that's a confession. (laughs) Okay, the the things that actually happen. Yes. First of all, secret agent teacher. Okay, yeah, we'll start there. Let's start with secret agent teacher. So, secret agent teacher presents the kindergarten class with terrible, terrible math problems, and we are first shown the classroom, and he's being a bad teacher. (laughs) He's fallen asleep at his desk, presumably from doing secret agent things all night. Yeah. And on the board, he has just scribbled three, like, incomprehensibly difficult math problems for a series of kindergartners. Yeah. And and he seems to have almost halfway forgot. It seems like becoming a teacher may be so draining and so involving that you forget your previous life. That seems to be a running theme. Because a special agent has forgotten that he's a special agent and instead just like, oh, all this grading, all this homework, I have to do all this stuff. And then a robot comes in and takes over his job. He's like, the robot is like, I will take over. And and the secret agent's first response is, I'd better go to the principal. Yeah. I think this robot might be evil, so I'm going to go to the principal about it. Where's your hierarchy? Well, like, get Maslow on the phone. <laughs> Where is the hierarchy of of needs here? Like, no, eventually he does contact the secret agent headquarters and says, I need, like, military backup to come and destroy this robot. And we're given this hilarious fake out where they act like we are going to see the army show up at the school by showing us shots of their, like, Air Force and their their Navy and yeah, their yeah. army. The Houston then- We Have a Problem console guy <laughs> is, like, is like, oh, you need military intervention? And shows these shots. And then is like... What are you kidding me? And then he slams his console, which causes the earpiece that the teacher's using hiding in the bathroom at at school to electrocute the teacher. (laughs) Lots of really good touches like that. So, uh, and then he goes a step back down, you know, uh, uh, thesis, antithesis, synthesis. He decides that the middle is going to a cop. And so he goes to a police Mm -hmm. officer who's currently eating from Nick Donald's. Nick Donald's. We got the golden in the the golden arch and a half. (laughs) The Golden Angles. The Golden Angles. (laughs) All comes back to Mm Play-Doh in this episode. You got, there's a cop eating like 70 burgers, like sitting in a car, swamped 
with hamburger detritus. <laughs> Whole burgers and half burgers, just all of them all over the place. And then the teacher is like, oh, a, a robot, an evil robot has taken over my classroom. You have to come help me. Oh, but this burger is so good. Ooh, this burger is so good. Ooh, I'll just have to take this burger with me, though. Uh, and so they walk down the hall with the, the cop holding a burger. And the teacher and, and the, the secret agent teacher is like, look in there and looks in the classroom. Or no, they're in there on the field at this point. Yes. The principal sees the teacher, the, the robot teacher, who is called Mr. Intelligente. <laughs> Mr. Intelligente E51. E51. Um, fantastic. They're now out on the baseball field and they are playing baseball mm-hmm. with Mr. Intelligente and they are loving it. <laughs> the, kids the kids are having a great time. Love Mr. Intelligente. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They love him. They are just like, and we get more of these Chris Columbus shots, like one by one <laughs> child reaction faces, just like, oh, wow, I love you. It's a really, it's a recurring joke that it always happens exactly the same way, too, yep. where Chris says, I love him. And then Chris's female friend says, I love him, too. And then Chris's other friend goes, yeah, same. Yeah, same. <laughs> and it happens like three times. And his faces are great. I don't know those friends' names. Yeah, but what are their names? They are they are very good. Yeah. Um, it's a good little classroom yeah. of adults squished down into human oh, shapes. Oh, man. Uh, child shapes? Yeah. Human, human shapes. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting slip we'll yeah. investigate later. Um, <laughs> the... The principal is like, well, it seems like he's doing a great job. I guess you're fired. And then, and then the cop, the cop is like, oh, um, it seems like they're having a really good time playing baseball with this unknown robot. I guess you're arrested. <laughs> because, like, because the teacher takes his burger. Yeah, he takes the burger. The teacher's like, pay attention. And so he takes the burger yeah, from the cop. this is no time for burgers. And the cop immediately pulls out his baton and is like, how dare you steal from a Boy, cop? What a, what a, uh, what a scathing indictment of the real world. Uh, problems of police violence <laughs> um give me that burger i can't handle it it was too funny it was really watching good. this secret agent teacher go from and this is something that's happening in, in like every episode so far mm-hmm. something that's set up gets carried over into the next episode but completely trashed Yes. Right. Yeah. Something is that keeps happening I th- to some extent is just like we'll we'll introduce every episode's introduce new characters, new scenarios, new scenes, but then they all get recontextualized as being way less important in the next episode. Yes. Like we went from I'm a secret agent and I will be the teacher and I will infiltrate and I will use Chris to find this the weird animals and then I'm going to use my secret agent card to catch him as he's falling from a building to I'm tired. Yeah, I'm sleepy. <laughs> Only remembering he's a secret agent, like, after a few hours. I loved this. I loved this. Yeah. And they've already slipped into Eggman being kind of a comedic, like, monster of the week thing. Yes. Where they are sort of teasing that there's a larger plot and the emeralds are a thing. Yeah. But they are obviously more enjoying having Eggman just throw a different weird robot at them every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And it's working. It's working great. Yeah. Because they're very, very different. Mm-hmm. And and Eggman, we saw this time, he's like, I'll, I'll start a propaganda uh, campaign to teach the children to admire me because if, if I am admired, it will be easier for me to take power, which is like a really good throwaway line there yeah like establishment line he had um, a couple of lines like that he had like he had that line where he said it'll be easy for me to take power if i'm admired yeah and then he had the other line later that was you're all idiots for believing everything a teacher says yes yes <laughs> yes so good um showing us a portrait of eggman as a uh you know really smart kid 
or uh, a really intelligent creator who obviously conflicted with authority at a very early age. Yep. Um, And he decided to handle that by trying to become an authority figure rather than uh, accepting that he should. Uh, Well, (laughs) that he should, like, he's halfway there all the time. Yeah. He's either halfway to conquering the world by actually doing a good plan and then ruining it with a bad robot, or in this case, he makes a very good robot that is actually a great teacher. How, yes... He has the ability, we talked about this with the roller coasters, he has the ability to make things that could be so useful for humanity, and his own arrogance keeps him from connecting those dots. If he, like, let's assume this is the Eggman who grew up with Uncle Chuck and decided that his needs were not being met Mm -hmm. uh, by his authority figure, and so he got furious and left and decided that he knew better how to be in charge than anybody else he's ever yeah. dealt with. Re- rebellious yeah. teen that never quite made it past the rebellious teen phase. Yep. In that case, if he realized, oh, I could create a social structure that would be uh, more useful for orphan kids like I was. Or that could yeah. help educate people on their level and be a good teacher and engage people. Yeah. He could make significant real difference and instead he's just trying to get a teacher robot to make kids like it so that they will then like him. And 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 also the teacher robot has missiles in its brain. Mm-hmm. To, like, in its head cavity to shoot at Sonic eventually. Like... Study rockets. Study... Yeah, study attack mode. Study attack. <laughs> missiles come out. I can't deal with that. Like, Eggman, you got it, dude. You got it, you, dude. You got it. You can do whatever you... Like... Make the world a better place, mm-hmm. but you can't be satisfied just having apparently infinite resources to make robots. You can't be satisfied creating a robot that's a very good teacher, and then he gets jealous of it. That's yeah. the thing. It's his creation, but he cannot connect. He can't even take one step removed pride in the fact that he made it. Exactly. It's a really good example of why he probably shouldn't have children. Yeah. Right? That he, <clears throat> he can't even be proud of a thing that he has made oh, God. in his own sense. Uh, it, 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 we've talked before about his his desire to be admired. And that mm-hmm. thing of like the beginning of Sonic X, right? Where he's made the machine. He's got the chaos control. He's got everything right. But he has to have Sonic see it. Yeah. He has to have be acknowledged. He has mm-hmm. to go, I beat you and you've seen me and I saw it in your eyes. Yeah. Which is enough time for Sonic or anybody to mess it up in some way. Yeah. If you can see the, the whites of Sonic's eyes, then he can get you. Yeah. He's, he's very fast. You need to shoot before you see the whites of his eyes. I don't like, know if you've heard, uh, <laughs> but he's actually really fast. That's one thing you gotta know. One thing about Sonic, Sonic, you gotta know. He's pretty fast, and it seems like Eggman forgets that a lot of times. Mm-hmm. It seems like the only thing you really have to remember yeah. about Sonic. Yeah. There's like it's one... one really important thing. Yeah. Also, that was revealed in this episode is that he can headbutt a robot and it explodes immediately. <laughs> well, we've seen that in the games. That's what he does. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure, sure. So he bumps mm-hmm. him. But this is like a bigger robot that, like, he didn't have to hit it three times. Yeah. He just hit it one time in the soft spot. Yeah, one And this freaking, like, hit. R2 teach you robot that's, <laughs> like, right here. And this, like, trash can with lights on the front just blows up into a sphere of fire. Legally, now that you made that pun, you have to turn off your, uh, your help your help beacon because you I have to you have to actually have to turn your help beacon off and then pass it to me so I can turn mine on because R2 teach you just uh, made me desperately need to get somebody to save me I am a castaway on the island of your jokes I'm going to message in a bottle my way out of here if I if I die trying there are no coconuts there's nothing to eat here 
Mm, what's this delicious looking message? I think I'll take a sip. <laughs> Sonic is fast and he breaks robots and Eggman cannot change tack. No, he, he just can't, can't adjust his pet plan because that's all he's got. But he needs to be admired. He needs to be recognized. And it kills him for anybody else to take credit. He gives blame, but he takes credit. Speaking and, of Sonic. Yeah. He had some ennui this episode, huh? What is going on with Sonic in this episode? So this actually was a really cool way, I think, to keep a uh, plot thread going, even though this is a one-off episode. Yeah. Where at the beginning of the episode, Sonic is acting weird. Yep. And nobody really knows why he's acting weird. His friends aren't too worried about it because I think they're used to this kind of behavior from him. <sighs> yeah. He kind of sulks or mopes or naps mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah. and so- I really feel him on that one. <laughs> But we're given a lot of shots of him kind of looking strange. The very first shot of the episode is him running into the distance, disappearing, and then a second later running back and then just getting back on top of the house and sitting down. Just reclining and looking up at the sky. And Amy asks, where'd you go? And he just says, I went for a walk. And (laughs) he went for a walk to the horizon. Yeah, yeah. But he's doing this throughout the whole episode. And even at the end... When he goes to save Eggman, right before he leaves, we see him just looking kind of like, ugh. And then he gets up, goes there, says the prerequisite, you know, Eggman, you suck lines. But even then, there's like a little lack of a glimmer. He doesn't seem to be having the same kind of fun. He's very distracted. We do see a little bit of his like, okay, he enjoys this, but he doesn't play around. No. And that's that's the when he beats this robot, he beats it with one hit. He doesn't dodge it, really. He doesn't make it hit itself like he does when he's playing around. No, he just runs into it, bashes it until it explodes, and then runs back home. Yeah. And then it's over. He He's like, see you later, Eggman. And then Eggman just flies away. And Chris even says, like, I guess we'll never understand what's going on in Eggman's head. Yeah. And Sonic's like, maybe. And then goes home. And then we see uh, Chris's sequence with his parents that we'll talk about in a second. Yep. But Sonic does not even pay attention. Everybody goes to the window to watch. Like, like uh, Yeah, Tails and Amy are peeking in the window. It's like, w- what is the, the Christmas story? Like, oh, yeah. look at the beautiful... Oh, they've come back together. My family's now. having such a good time in there. I'm so glad that I learned about the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> I'm dead, but at least I finally learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. And, then, <laughs> and, then, and then we see Sonic just looking mopey, looking thoughtful. I w- I, so I thought he was bored at first mm-hmm. or just kind of moping. I think he's worried. Yes. At the end of this episode, I saw him and thought, he's worried about something. He knows something. So I What thought, does he know? I thought maybe, when he went to save Chris, I thought maybe the earlier part of the episode, when he was acting like that, was leading up to him having a sense that Eggman was about to do something wrong. Yeah. And then afterwards, when he was still acting that way, I had the same thought. Or I was thinking, he's not bored of being there. He's worried they're not going to get home. Yes, and exactly. He, it's starting to sink in, I think. I think it's finally catching up yep. to him, despite how fast he runs. It's finally catching up to him that this might be his fault. Yeah. That all of his friends are stuck there and that it is his fault. And that this world yep. is now getting assaulted by Eggman uh-huh. because of him when yep. it shouldn't be. Exactly right. That is exactly how I interpreted it at the end, too. But it yeah. took the whole episode to get to reach that conclusion. Mm-hmm. It was a really interesting use of his character traits and having him suddenly act very different and be very quiet and not not enthusiastic yeah and just like like making making us look at him and go what's happening yeah and it really took the whole episode to contextualize like oh he's maybe feeling the bigger consequences now mm-hmm. he either knows about something else like mm-hmm. there's something else he's worried about 
but yeah, I like think he the noticed more, something that no one else has seen. Yet. Yeah, but the more likely thing is, I think, that he's going. Wait a second, this isn't right. Yeah, we gotta go home, mm-hmm. and and everybody else is getting sort of more invested in Chris and the family and yeah. and all of that stuff. But they they can't. They shouldn't. Like they should. They should fix it and go home. And he tries. He's been trying really hard to not connect with the people there and yeah. not get attached to their squabbles, their lives, or even worry about Chris very much. Yeah. In all of the episodes up to now, he's been trying very hard to remain aloof. Yep. And I think part of this might be that he's starting to feel what the rest of them are feeling, which is, oh, we're getting really comfortable here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty cool. And weird that there are another, like, 30 episodes of this or something. Yeah. Like, w- I don't know what's going to happen. And it's risky to have gone this whole episode having sonic act like that and not explain it yeah i really really appreciate that they're allowing that mystery to be there for you and i thought it was cool yeah like and and there the the teacher robot was so strong Mm -hmm. like that character and that plot line and and this episode really focused more on chris and the school context in a way that was cool Mm -hmm. and his family context and all of that stuff um leaving sonic and uh, and company kind of on the sidelines Mm -hmm. for for a minute and it worked. I yeah. was totally into it. It was fun. It was funny. And then you've got this unresolved what is going on with Sonic that I found very compelling. We've, I really wanted to watch. Like I was like, let's just watch another one. Maybe. Let's just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have talked before about how Sonic is kind of a deus hedge machina. Yeah. You know, a Sonic ex machina. Yeah. <laughs> Where there's one that I, I just yeah. gave that one uh, away. Whoops. Um, okay. <laughs> but uh, uh, where he shows up to stop whatever Eggman has been doing. And yeah. then it just like, okay, we're back at base level. Yeah. And that's the thing that's wrong with Sonic Boom. Yep. Is that Sonic Boom does that, but doesn't allow for any detritus, right? To collect. Yeah. It doesn't allow for any added arcs to start building off of that. Yeah. Where Sonic X is following that format, but it's doing, I guess I would compare it to early Steven Universe, okay. where it sort of pretends to be a one-off show that is slowly accumulating baggage that eventually will probably build into something that has to be dealt with in a longer arc. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really effective. It's a good anime storytelling method that's mm-hmm. been used in anime a lot. And it is refreshing because you and I have watched a lot of Sonic properties now that feel a little bit less connected. Even Sonic Underground, which is one cohesive story yes managed to feel a little more like disjointed and clunky from moment to moment it changed so much from episode to episode that there was a a consistency in like tone and general conditions like stuff was moving in the plot but episode to episode i mean a lot of things different but but Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like connected and there weren't if something was going to change it was going to change immediately yeah and it might even change between episodes where you don't see it yeah like suddenly we're we're just doing something different here's somebody we've never met here's a car Mm -hmm. they didn't have before like no no uh uh, connective tissue in a lot of ways and the episode might change in four or five major contexts by the end of the episode Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's a very different this is the slower paced Monster of the Week, where Sonic Underground has is more like almost a breakneck speed. Yeah, that is so fast and so much that it sort of feels slow again. Yeah, it's, or it's more like it's kind of stunning, and you're like, oh, okay, all right. Um, I was floored by how different it felt to watch Sonic during that fight scene. I know we talked about it a little yeah. bit, but even 
he like destroys the robot and then there's a cloud of smoke and then yeah. he walks out of the cloud of smoke looking very serious there's a really cool silhouette where his spines are to the side yeah. which is really neat looking yeah. um but he looks different and he looks less he looks no nonsense yeah He's a lot more Goku in that shot yes. than he normally is. Even his hair. Yeah. It's yeah. Of Goku. Just this like, I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you wasting my time with these weak little robots? Like, I need, I have bigger things to, to do. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It was really cool. And I am excited to see a show that really is giving Sonic's personality room to be adaptable and yeah. change and different. Yeah, uh, this is the first time we've really seen that, and it rules. We've talked about how Sonic may work best if he's if he can be like silly and cool. Yeah, he can be like flippant, but also he has to be actually legitimately cool. Like, yeah, the stuff he does needs to work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the cartoonier Sonic that seems to be all right in a, in a different way. But this mm-hmm. like our favorite version of the character so far has kind of incor- balanced those things. Yeah. Um, and in this case, for him, it's like. In previous episodes, he's been flippant. He's had disregard. Then he's handled the robots, you know, but then he's like, ah, whatever. You know, he's kind of done that. And in this episode, that part has taken a backseat. The balance has shifted. Yeah. And it's interesting. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like that was there the whole time. He has the capacity to take a conflict seriously. He can fight super cool. He's, you know, we saw but, him adapt and change on a micro level in the other episodes. Yeah. We saw him decide to put the headset in to have help from Chris and Grandpa. Yep. We saw him decide to not just rush in to save Cream this time. Yep. Uh, and in, so we've seen the micro level he can grow and change, and yep. now we're seeing a macro level emotional conflict that's different from anything we've seen Sonic go through before. Yeah. It's not a conflict that you can resolve with a decision right then. It's right. a conflict that requires you to be continually making choices and moving towards a new conceptualization and idea of yourself that is uh, much healthier and very cool to see Sonic do. How interesting is it that we just talked about Knuckles doing that? Yeah. After the last episode, we said maybe Knuckles is going to go away and sit and think about what's happening. Yeah. And we see Sonic do that. Mm -hmm. And this is just after that conflict with Knuckles where Sonic, in fact, the last thing that happened was him like playing with knuckles and doing this maybe this old teasing game that they have yeah and then seeing eggman actually trying to hurt somebody and doing something bad and realizing oh eggman's captured my friends he tricked knuckles and this is all stupid yeah like this is a waste of time that's getting us hurt Mm -hmm. and sonic at the end of the last episode is like like to turn to knuckles and is like oh wait a second this is a waste of like sorry i don't have time for this yeah and goes and deals with that robot and and he has the like Eggman's like, oh, 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 the robot is on the other side of the lake, Sonic. You can't get it. And Sonic just looks at it and then runs the circumference of the lake, kicks the robot over and kills it. Like, yeah. He's like, no, never mind. And, and then Knuckles finishes it off, right? Mm-hmm. But they they have that. Last episode was actually a, a plot and emotional turning point. Yeah. Which I didn't expect it to carry. I'm, I'm used to kind of going, okay, and then we'll start back over at the beginning of the mm-hmm. next one. But contextualizing them in sequence here actually works very well and is pretty cool yeah so we can only assume that knuckles is out somewhere else maybe having a similar like this is stupid we've got to get back but i but i had the wrong idea what am i doing and sonic sitting and going what am i doing like i can imagine the creators of sonic x looking at the problems that we've talked about which is sonic's biggest enemy being the stagnation of this plot this uh this 
positive of Sonic and negative of Eggman creating this vacuum that yep. just doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And realizing that other than just the fun advertising gimmick of like putting Sonic in the real world is fun and he'll be next to humans. Yeah. It is a really, really good choice for a plot line that does not allow Sonic to stop thinking about the wider picture. Bingo. He has to think about that at the same time as these tiny things. And that allows for change that the moment to moment stuff just doesn't. And it's so, so cool to see. So good. Man, good show. Another thing I wanted to talk about is Chris's family. Yeah. In the beginning of the episode, (laughs) I was thinking about how kids media when I was growing up, and maybe it's still this way, was uh, really, really into showing us that rich people are sad too. Yeah, like, interesting. There was a whole, there was a whole lot of that growing up. Of oh, these kids that you think might have it really great because they're rich actually have problems because their parents don't like them, and that's almost always the way it is. Is yeah. that rich kids don't ever get to see their parents? Doesn't that make you sad? And that sympathy for the devil. <laughs> But that happened uh, all through Art in My Childhood. At the beginning of this episode, I thought that was where we were going. Right. I really thought, because there's a moment where Chris says, oh, they're coming home? How many months has it been since they were last here? Oof, yeah. And it was like, whoa, that sucks. But then a significant difference about the way Sonic X handles it that I actually really like Uh is showing that his parents are super, super loving. Yeah, and thinking really hard about how to be good parents. And yes. they are occupied by their jobs. Mm-hmm. And they feel the, the responsibilities of that, running a company, being a movie star. These are uh, important things. But they, when they th- are thinking about their kid, they're thinking really hard about him. We got to see them sitting on the couch. Chris was uh, held up at school because of the robot. Yeah, so they don't know. They don't know why he's, uh, he's not home yet. So we see them on the couch worrying about it. And we see the mom saying, you know, it's only natural for me to be worried about my son when he gets home late. And I remarked that it's interesting that she's worried about it when she hasn't seen him for months. Yeah. But it is, when you dig maybe deep into the kind of insecurities there, there's got to be some weird stuff as a parent when you realize that you've been so busy and you've been away from your kid for so long. Like, is my kid even going to want to see me? Oh, yeah. Is Chris avoiding coming home? Yep. Uh, Is... This is our only time we get to see each other. So the fact that he's not here feels extra bad. Yeah. And, and then... And, wow, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we see Chris's dad uh, go through this whole thought process out loud that's so cute. Yeah. Of being like, okay, maybe I should call the school and see if he's okay. Maybe I should see... Maybe I should just go there and check and see what's up. But if I do that, I'm probably being too overbearing and that will embarrass him and it'll make me a bad dad. Yeah. <laughs> and he works through all that stuff and that's all like decent thinking and it's not like they don't take care of chris like they have provided for him Mm -hmm. he's got a a direct family member in uncle chuck he's got um the you know there are staff on hand potentially direct family member we don't know if he's brainwashed them yeah um we (laughs) so but there are people that that they think are related to him that are that are nearby and there are um uh you know there are multi- there are people around. They've 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 provided for him, and they're checking in on him. And he obviously is probably calling them on the phone more often than just to tell him that tell him that he got in the pool when he wasn't supposed to or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like they have a very and those conversations were very loving, right? And he, we hear from the staff, we hear little bits of, oh, they don't let like the limo come pick him up from school because they want to make sure that he isn't an impression isn't made on the other students in his class. Right. They said it's important for we think that Chris should get himself to and from school so he can be like a normal kid, which is, you know, like uh, all right, but normal good. kid is a weird uh, choice yeah. of words there. Yeah. yeah. Um but it 
does they don't want the rest of his class to be looking at Chris, uh, I guess, as a like rich kid. Well, yeah, totally. And that's so they good. So they think about that stuff, which shows that they are trying their best to be good parents. Yeah. But they both really value their business. And the other interpretation of this is that they aren't doing super good as parents and that the mom is like, like what I, the first thing I thought was that yeah. she was going, it's normal for a kid to stay home, like to stay late after school or whatever. Like she was telling herself, like, I don't really understand how to be a mom, but there's what I've been told. Yeah. But I don't think that's it. Like that, uh, that's... Um, it was uncharitable of me at the beginning. And I think you're right. Like you, hearing you talk about it like this is good because they are, yeah, constrained yeah. by their responsibilities, but trying to do their best. And that's nice. It's nice. It's interesting. And it is cool to see. One thing I like about this, right, is every family situation has stuff that's not perfect and stuff that kind of sucks. Yeah. And we are seeing a family situation that has a particular set of problems that most people are not going to deal with. Yeah. Most of us are not this wealthy that we're going to see this, but it is a good lens for seeing no matter what your issue is. Yeah. This is the, no matter how busy you are or how absent you have to be, this is the way you should still treat your kid and you should take the time you do have with him seriously and you yep. should be really affectionate and clear about your love for them when you yep. can. And it's very, very nice to see that. And also, I don't like that kids media tries to draw this line between being wealthy and being inconsiderate. Yeah. Which, because it doesn't have to be no, that way. it doesn't way. have to be that way. And so it's interesting to see a show that decides, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to show that people who are really wealthy and famous and in charge of businesses can still be really considerate of other people and their own children and be doing their best for them, mm -hmm. despite their problems, rather than creating more exactly there's a version of this where the parents come home and are still distant and are on their phone the whole time yes. and are sorry honey i know that i'm here for a second but i've got all this stuff to do and exactly what do you think about this outfit and and i've seen that so many times yep that it's really nice to see a variant on it it was very different mm -hmm. how how often does a show especially a kid's cartoon show people thinking through stuff yeah like that's one of the most important things to me yeah like just show that people sometimes sit and go am i doing this right there's this factor this factor and this factor i should consider this like so many of us don't have practice even hearing other people talk about mm -hmm. how to think through problems one of the main problems with like modern dramas is that they're entirely surface level everybody's motivations are either completely obscured or completely vain mm -hmm. and and the decisions they make don't make sense like game of thrones yeah they change like, they change week to week based on based on what nothing. would make the plot more interesting right exactly yeah. and are even when someone is discussing their machinations it's not real human like wow this is a complicated situation what should i do it's I'm three steps ahead. I'm always three steps ahead, but I'll probably change one of those steps before the end of the episode, <laughs> which makes it impossible. Like it disconnects us from the narrative mm -hmm. threads of our lives. Like life is life comes at you fast, but you also have to think about it slowly. Yeah. And, you know, you have to walk through stuff and you have to figure out your your decisions in a complicated way. And so many people are uncomfortable having those conversations, even with themselves alone. Like Sonic. Like Sonic. And he's having to do that. He's having to do it too. Mm -hmm. So this show is doing a really good job of putting people in conflict with themselves yeah. in these quiet ways and then spending time with that. I like it. I like it a lot. And even, I guess, you could take the, the conflict between the robot 
E51 yeah. and Mr. Intelligente and Eggman yeah. as being a, an internal conflict of Eggman between between the part of him that could be doing good with his intelligence and the part of him that his and his vanity yeah and we're even seeing we see that put in direct conflict where he forces intelligente who has the uh who is a thought leader for the kids yeah to <laughs> to get them to draw a portrait of him yeah instead of coming in and saying okay kids now let's hang out with me and learn about me he says intelligente make them draw a portrait of me oh my God. and then he does and it is a direct clash of his internal abilities and motivations being completely inconsistent with each other yep and also that his motivations don't line up with what his actual abilities are right his vanity could be accomplished through other methods and his like desire for power could happen if he had skills in different fields like politics or in which uh, he does like he can negotiate very well he worked his way up the bureaucratic ladder he can do like he can make all kinds of things happen. He just, he insists on, he has this idea of himself yeah. that needs to be justified. Like, he's always trying to correct for, I've never been recognized as a great creator of murder robots mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, We love Eggman here on your two show. Yeah. I want to see. I want I him want to s- be happy. I, like, and healthy. I want to see some. I want to see something. At least one plot. Maybe, maybe Sonic X will give it to us. I yeah. want to see a moment where he realizes some of this stuff about himself, and we at least get the impression that he's moving forward and changing. Yeah. In some one of the Sonic universes, it would be so nice to see. I'm ready for other villains. I love Eggman, and part yeah. of the reason I feel like part of the reason Sonic Boom has such a hard time with him as a villain, and the reason they've been throwing different villains at us when we watch Sonic Boom, yeah, yeah. like his intern or whatever. Uh-huh. Yes. Is because Eggman is. Uh, hitting a point where we've he's done his villainness we've we've done all of it yep and you either have to do a different Eggman, a totally different guy uh-huh. like take him and redesign him to be something different yeah or we have to move on to a new villain and just accept that Eggman is going to be a uh a flawed member of the team why isn't Eggman running the item shop right like Oh man, that's so cool. Do that in the next Sonic game. That like, would be such a good a transition. Diff- like have where he's like I realized I sh- was like wasting my time and everybody's time. I'm happy just making robots. Yeah. And once I had the right conversation, I went to a counselor. <laughs> I sorted my stuff out. Like mm-hmm. I I just want to make good robots for you guys. And and like Eggman and Tails working together on inventions was pretty cool in that one episode of Sonic Boom. Yeah. Why don't they do that? I just had a really good idea for a fanfic. Oh? Where Eggman designs a robot to give him therapy. He creates his own path to redemption by creating a thing that will do it better than he can. But can he allow it to work? Yeah. Oh, boy. That would be such a good story. I'm ready for you to write Hire me, Archie Comics. I'm I'm ready for you to write this. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> that would be so cool that would be such a good little short story i'm yeah. excited about that very good and i yeah yes i love eggman I, I i want to like i do like eggman and i want to like him more and the fact that he like he's he's actually an interesting textured character who is kind of ill served by the plots that they keep putting him in really yeah. like he's like this weird t- tension between he's a genius but he's also an idiot sonic forces I'm excited about this. Yeah. Sonic Forces is positioning him as having won. So okay. we are seeing a world where he has succeeded. Okay. And has, after fights with Sonic, 
one and taken over the whole world. Oh. So Sonic Forces begins with Sonic and classic Sonic and the third character yet to be revealed. Mm. Your OC here. Yeah, that's what people seem to think. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Some people have been saying Bubsy, which would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> but because uh, it looks like a cat in, right. the, in the silhouette. Mm-hmm. But having it be... And OC would be so fun. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Top Sonic Rabbit Bat will be in that game champion. if I can do anything about it. Yes. <laughs> Original champion. That's what OC stands for. Yeah. <laughs> but the the this is like even farther than Sonic Underground takes it, right? Yes. Because Sonic Underground is like right after, more or less, it's sort of along the timeline of, of Eggman winning. But it could, yeah, this could be Sonic Underground that's pushed further than just that one city, which yeah. is what was happening there. Right, right. In God. this case, he has the whole world. He's got giant robots patrolling the world. And it is the Ugh. opportunity to see a very different Eggman. An Eggman that's a, that's actually villainous rather than bumbling. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about that. That would be cool, too. Because that's the other way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Is to stop having him be this kind of likable uh, uh, foil. Mm-hmm. And instead be like, oh, no, this is a very bad man who has done a lot of bad things and hurt a lot of people and taken complete control and you have to stop like you yeah. have to stop him he's in a position of absolute power rather than a position of scrambling for power yes uh cool and, that could be cool and especially if you are the only force of rebellion you're the first people to finally decide like yes we're gonna take this guy down yeah. that would be so exciting to yeah. see so it could be I, good i hope it's really good i'm excited about sonic forces i'm gonna get it on that switch switch and now let's switch to talking about Chuck Gate. Chuck Gate. This just in, Chuck Gate. We've had a start a number of startling revelations. Today was a big Chuck Gate. In day. what order do we reveal the revelations? Okay, first of all, I want to talk even more about the fact that Grandpa Chuck yes. in Sonic X is Chuck. There are yes. a couple of shots where we see his spiky gray hair pointing off in a direction that looks like the Chuck spines. He's got Sonic's the spines. Chuck spines. They're there. His hair is the spines. His hair's the spines. He's right there. Look at it, Chuck. people. Just like, look with your eyes, please. <laughs> There's a moment yeah. when we see the dad freaking out about his son. And he's like, oh, oh gosh, I, you know, I hope I'm being a good dad. Yeah. And we see Grandpa Chuck smile and look surprised and go, he really loves his son. So if he yes. didn't, if he was really the grandpa. If he was really he, the father of the father. His father or the mother. Father of the, mo- the father of the child. He would have seen them acting like this and loving their kid yeah the whole time chuck was alive yeah this chuck seemed surprised he is he seemed- learning about this family at the same time we are seems like he's learning about human behavior if you ask me <laughs> seems like he's studying human behavior seems like he's maybe not himself a human so casey at casey kingdom on twitter yes drew some fan art that really brought some stuff together for us so if if this Grandpa Chuck in Sonic X is Uncle Chuck from the other timeline, yes. who is Sonic in disguise yes. or having uh, ported himself into one of his alternate reality mm-hmm. bodies or something, yeah, yeah. It, would, it contextualizes a lot of what we've seen. It his, really does. His paranoia about Sonic being a robot. Yes. Because he's scared of robots and he also, uh, according to our book, raised Eggman, it which is... means he's nervous about anything being a robot and right. potentially not being a right. real Sonic. And as you pointed out, worried that this might actually be Mechasonic mm-hmm. because he's not, he doesn't, uh, Grandpa Chuck is not at all surprised to see Sonic. Yes. He sees Sonic and is like, oh, is that a robot? 
no problem with this as a blue humanoid hedgehog. Yes. He's just like, oh, I need to make sure this isn't Mecha Sonic. Yeah, I'm fine with regular Sonic. <laughs> but if me- but in some realities, Metal Sonic is really, really detailed. So it could be it a could- fake one. Yeah, you gotta check the 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 uh, the backside for yeah. screws. <laughs> so that makes that makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that Uncle Chuck immediately is down for, or Grandpa Chuck. Yeah, Grandpa Chuck. A, immediately, that's what we need to differentiate. We gotta differentiate between the different stages of Chuck. Grandpa Chuck and Uncle Chuck. Yes. This also There's ties- Sonic, <laughs> then Chuck, then Uncle Chuck, then Grandpa Chuck. This also ties together our uh, theory of him also being Rick from Rick and Morty because yes. of the multiverse theory. Yes, yes, yes. It could be. So Rick he's is just been another... transformed in different ways. Like mm-hmm. he may he may have once like we're saying maybe he's in disguise. And I love Casey's depiction of just regular Chuck, like wearing the coat and the mustache and the hair. It's like, so, it looks good. so good. All of that. Um, but he may have been morphed in a Rick and Morty accident mm-hmm. or something. Who do, we don't know. We haven't we seen know. we don't have all the pieces yet. We we're but we are gathering the we're pieces. We're gathering the pieces. And and at the beginning of this episode. It, one of the first things that you see in the credits of this show, what is it? It's a sign that says Charles. And then it says misspelled basically Park Place. Yeah. But, but it's like Park it says, Play CD. It says Charles something Play CD. Play CD. All right. So if Sonic we take, CD. So yeah, I'm, I'm drawing this. I'm, I'm putting the red lines up. So that means Sonic CD. Charles equals Chuck. Charles equals Chuck. We got to play CD. We got to play Sonic CD to get more clues about Uncle Chuck. Bingo. Bingo, nailed it. And that, you know, as with all conspiracy-related suppositions, that might turn out to be incorrect. We don't have all the pieces yet. We're learning. But we're learning, and we're going to continue to investigate. We also know that the secret agent is on to the time travel situation because he has been trying to get the kindergarten students to solve problems related to dates and times. That's right. Mm-hmm. Because they're, it's like the, on, the, on the chalkboard, it's like 1987 divided by 2, 9483. Like there are huge gaps in time. They're all four digit year numbers. Mm-hmm. And then there's fractions in the middle because, you know, in time travel, there's got to be some fractions. Exactly. And, you're, and you get, things are getting weird. But, but he, it looked to me, just at first glance, it was on the top of my head. He's connecting that Sonic and company are from the year 9543 or whatever. 9483. They've been warped back to 1987, maybe, whenever, oh, maybe this is, I don't know when this is. Mm-hmm. It seems kind of like the 80s, if you ask me, because- <laughs> The future 80s. Because TV shows were still important, and um, <laughs> movie stars could still make a living, and- uh, <laughs> Yeah, movie stars are having such a hard time making a living these days. Hey- <laughs> I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, that's um, really tough for them. Well, poor th- Robert Downey Jr. Poor Robert Downey Jr. Hey, somebody, if you guys know if Robert Downey Jr. needs a place to stay, like, let me know. Yeah, I will let him stay at my house if I need gladly to. Gladly let him. That, st- <laughs> I know that. I know that guy. That, what's his name from from the Galaxy movie? Yeah, he, Guardian. He's. Yeah, the, the Guardian Space Galaxy. Guardian. Space Space Guardian, that's what it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He probably needs somewhere to stay because between that and Jurassic Park, you know, only two pennies to rub together there. As in, those movies have not done well enough Mm-mm. to be able to support all those muscles. Mm-hmm. Those muscles are expensive. Gotta feed those muscles. <laughs> he eats 200... Chris Pine... Is that Chris, not Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt. Yeah. Eats, but Chris Pine too. It's <laughs> 200 pounds of food a day and that's a scientific fact. <laughs> I looked it up. One yeah. second. Actually, I'm going to Google it to check. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, 202, but I was close. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. And also, it's redirecting to a lot of pictures I didn't expect to find. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> weird. There's there's more pictures here. Sonic, time loop, Chuckgate. Chuckgate. If you have any more information about Chuckgate, please let us know. Uh, we have a special Chuckgate hotline. It's 1-800-CHUCK. Don't actually call that number. Don't, I don't. Please don't call that. Um, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't work. It's actually 1-800-SO-N-I-C-what-you're-doing. That's the number, the whole number. S-O-N-I-C-what-you're-doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you to our operatives in the field. Yeah, we've got... Who've been working so hard on cracking the Chuckgate case. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody. What time That's is it? That's all the time we have today. That's all the time we have today. This episode was really, really great. Thank you, Sonic X. Thank you, Anime. Oh, and just so you guys know, if you haven't been checking out our Twitter hey. on Thursday mornings, it pops off because we show screenshots of things we love. Yep. We didn't even talk about Bokun. Bokun! Please visit our Twitter to see the pictures of our cute little egg baby Bokun. Bokun? I want to be Bokun when I grow up. I want, I want to be Bokun when I'm a kid. I want to be Bokun when I grow up. And I want to be Bokun right now. I want to be Bokun at all stages of my life. I want to be a larva, pupa, and <laughs> and, and Bokun. Uh, and... Uh- <laughs> Larva, pupa, and big boy. Larva, pupa, bokun, big boy. (laughs) The four stages of life. My bokun, big boy. (laughs) Bring me another egg. (laughs) Arrangement traditional. Bokun is the messenger robot, in case you don't remember from last week. With the the eggs in your bag. And (laughs) you gotta see these shots. Gosh, every frame of Bokun is flawless. Every frame of painting, every frame of blessing. Hashtag Bokun blessed. Every Bokun of painting. (laughs) God. So Bokun's amazing. And that's all we got. I mean, there's... There were probably 70 other things in this episode. This was an amazing episode. People are going to be talking about this episode of Sonic X. Number six, Teach Me Robot, How to Dougie, Mm -hmm. forever. Putting it right inside the Library of Congress. It's right in between Plato and the the, Da Vinci Code. Right. (laughs) (laughs) The Da Vinci Code, one of the greatest artistic creations of our time thanks everybody for listening uh mm-hmm. we want to thank our music people we got dave donkin and goodnight productions for our theme song nice. bulby with the incidentals nice nice all the sonic compositions of all time for being beautiful music oh and by the way we have a new podcast it's called every day's great persona in real time and it's popping off we did it we talked about it last week we did it we are making it right now yes get your subscribe on Listen to us talk about Persona. There are swears because there are swears in Persona. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because sometimes it's fun. It's a little um, more adult in this podcast. So if you can handle it, come and, over there. And, and if you've never played Persona before, which I haven't, it's pretty grim and a little bit gruesome. So, like, you know, be safe out there mm-hmm. and take care of yourselves. But we're having a good time over there. And I think that's only going to get more fun as we get farther and farther into that story. Yeah. So please join us if you're inclined to. Come check us and, out. And uh, that's just every day's great. The podcast. Dot com. It's, that's not really, we don't have that dot com. I should get a dot com. Um, every day is calm. Every the, day is. The podcast dot great. Dot great. Thank did you that, for listening. Did that confuse you enough, listeners? Did that confuse you enough? I'm Nick. And I'm Caleb. And, and you're... you're. No, you can go big. I was just going. I was going to go small too. I saw you going small. Okay. Go okay. And, and you're two. Sure. <laughs>